spirit. <laughs> okay, for samurai. I thought you were actually singing. I was like, wait, is this an actual <laughs> no. thing? No, no, no. <laughs> um, That's yeah. what that movie was missing. They I needed some samurai. I recently yeah. watched um, a blip. <laughs> Big O, or that's Big I, 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 yeah. I watched Big O this morning, as well as SWAT Cats. But I was like, I was just in a mood like when I woke up. Like, I mean, as soon as I woke up, I was like, I need to see Big O. Yeah. Actually, I think I was like, I, I wanted to just listen to the ending theme because it's just like so sad and beautiful, and I was just like, I need this in my life right now. But then I was like, you know what? Let me watch an episode of Big O. <laughs> and I was just Big like, o, this is worth o, it <laughs> to get to no. the end. That that's me with any like loop in the third anything. I'll, I'll start being like, I always want to hear like some smooth spy jazz music from Lupin the Third and I end up watching the castle of Cagliostro. Like, yeah. <laughs> <just being> like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's such a good movie. I watched that like a couple weeks ago for the yeah, first time. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Which, is, yeah, which I lost my mind when I was like, because beforehand I only was able to see it in like theaters. Mm-hmm. So it was my first, and it's on YouTube too actually. Oh yeah? Uh, like, yeah, if you just go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is also shocking. Mm-hmm. No, the yeah. whole Powerpuff Girls movie is just yeah, yeah. On yeah that movie that. is and I'm like, gorgeous. I feel like if hero. something's difficult to find, like, all right, like I get Some, somebody's you know? a hero out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone needs the pirate hero. Someone needs to just take the big hit from Disney and upload all of Lion King one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I still have Digatana stuck in my head. Quick before the hyena comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love that movie. That Especially because I love Timon and Pumbaa more yeah. than I like like I Watched Lion King just for the Timon and Pumbaa, and I love the Timon yeah. and Pumbaa, Pumbaa show. show. Yeah, Timon and Pumbaa. was like, we found our Warner Brothers characters. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have our into the pop culture. I'm gonna oh be the God. odd man out though and say that I did not like Lion King one and a half as a child, and I don't know, I haven't seen it since. But I'm still in the firm belief of like, oh, this didn't need that. <laughs> and I feel bad because I work with an old timer who worked on it. And I was like, hey, man, I didn't really like like two and a half. And he was like, oh, I worked on that one. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. I feel like that that would probably be everybody's review of who like worked on that movie. Is they just like, oh, I worked on it. Like, that's it. There's no stories. No and then you're like, oh, like, okay. <laughs> they're like, even they themselves forgot about it. Like, yeah. you tr- like, their eyes roll to the back of their heads. They're like, I did work on that. Nathan oh, yeah. Lane's voice comes out. But then I told him, I was like, but then I was like, oh, uh, I really liked House of Mouse. That was a really good show. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't win. House of Mouse is great, too. Yeah. And the same thing happened House when I yeah. said Black Cauldron's pretty great. And he's like, <laughs> I love Black like, Cauldron. Yeah. No. <laughs> what, what did, did you work on anything that you liked that wasn't like he wouldn't have? <laughs> oh my That's god. That's the crowning achievement of many people's careers in animation is Lion King one and few <laughs> people realize. <laughs> the heyday of the direct VHS DVD. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Who are we talking to right now? Who is yeah, this? Yeah, this is... Yeah, okay, first of all, welcome... <laughs> <laughs> to the Black Kid Animated Podcast. I thought this was the Timon and Pumbaa show. And this is also the, oh, <laughs> the Timon and Pumbaa say. I'm Timon. <laughs> and I'm Pumbaa. <laughs> and here we have uh, Simba with us today. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. 
Uh, hey everybody, I am Chaz Bottoms, uh, Simba, <laughs> aka Simba, aka Donald Glover, aka. <laughs> uh, I'm blanking on who played adult Simba in the. <laughs> uh, Matthew uh, Broderick. Matthew, Matthew Broderick, the producers. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. 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 <laughs> It's all just you one are. big cinematic universe. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for um, Scar to steal the Infinity Stone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It unleashes the hyenas just on the Pride Land. Yeah. Just literally like those dog monsters. Oh my gosh. That means Simba's Captain America. Yeah. Uh, or Robert Down Iron Man is Simba Iron Man. Simba Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nala, Nala is uh. Captain America. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so true to form, you know, uh, <laughs> on the Tomoda Boomcast, we always talk about what universe is going to be easily crossed with yeah. like. <laughs> but we're going to stray away from the past yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we don't. And, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll come back yeah. to the maybe, Pride Lands uh, at the end of this. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But we got to go to the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Stay, uh, stay after the podcast for the ending credits. Yeah. <laughs> We are going to talk uh, about our guest, Chaz Bottoms. Yes. So, Chaz. Yeah. What do you do in animation? Yeah, so uh, I am a freelance animator. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Freelance. Uh, doesn't mean I work for free, but uh, <laughs> basically... You work for free for a guy named Lance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually, Lance uh, is my boss. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, but I've, I'm a freelance animator. Uh, I've been freelancing for about two years now, um, mm-hmm. and I do a lot of music video work, uh, illustration work, um, just for like album covers, uh, posters, uh, short films, kind of anything that falls under the branch of animation. Um, that's kind of my arena. So yeah, jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah. And you also write too. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so in addition to freelancing, I'm also a uh, short film director, writer, um, and do a little bit of like producing work too. Sounds like you work outside of like the the major studio animation system yeah if i'm correct yeah 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 basically uh so a lot of my clients they're they're not like it's not like nickelodeon or cartoon network but it's it's more so um like i guess it's called new media so Mm. like a lot of like influencers or uh, Mm. youtubers or just kind of like people that love animation and and really like want to kind of see themselves uh take a stab at it Mm -hmm. um but you know, basically, they they don't have access to kind of hire out like a Nickelodeon or Cartoon right. Network, um, and so uh, that's kind of where I step in and and we work together. Um, I do a lot of kind of like uh, explainer videos, like people kind of spitting a crazy story, and it's like animated so you can get really kind of big and broad with like the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are always really fun. Yeah, no, it, it's it's great. It's fun. I get to meet a lot of really fun people. Um, and even though, like, uh, like you said, way it's kind of like outside of the main animation industry, I still get to work with a lot of really dope people who uh, are kind of in a similar place as me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's it's fun just being in LA because I still get to like meet industry people and hang out with like you two and like. Yeah, basically just like expanding the network from kind of just a different perspective. 
Yeah. Well, like, people who do, um, this new media, as you call it, like, YouTubers and influencers and whatnot, like, they're still part of, like, an entertainment type of industry as well, just, like, on the, like, a web-based format. Yeah, it's, everything is, like, really web-based, which is kind of, like, it's awesome, but at the same time, it's not awesome, because it's almost, web is tricky, because there's, like, it's almost, as soon as you make the content, people kind of digest it and want more. Mm. Um, so it's very like it's almost like feeding a, a machine uh, the web the internet just with content and trying to get people's attention trying out different things it leads to a lot of fun like experimental um, concepts and videos and animation um, but it's fun because it almost feels like you know I come from short films and it just kind of feels like I'm making a bunch of really kind of tiny short films back to back to back to back <laughs> so I was gonna say like do you like making those short tiny uh-huh. short films but if it's like back to back then that could kind of get a little like overwhelming sometimes I, I would assume yeah um you know I, I'm lucky in that I've been freelancing for a couple years and um the client base is kind of built up to a point where now a lot of work is kind of it's coming to me as opposed to me seeking it out which um can be kind of hard starting out at first for sure just because you end up doing a lot of kind of odd jobs odd animation jobs just things that might not necessarily be um what it is you would want to be doing specifically but um I think now it's kind of like I'm at the point where uh I have a big enough portfolio of like these this is a variety of work that I've done um that yeah I get a lot of projects now that are kind of cool and that I get to hire out you know my friends and other animators and board artists and background designers to like actually come on um uh so yeah like normally basically I freelance uh I do I kind of everything by myself um from the boards to kind of the final edit um and so when I'm able to kind of bring more people in it feels more like a studio environment and kind of helps just foster creative relationships that you might not normally get just normal freelancing mm-hmm. um and so I, I love when I'm able to kind of do stuff like that because it also a takes some work off my <laughs> my plate right um and doesn't uh you know I'm not stretched too thin and can actually kind of delegate and focus more on big picture stuff um but also I I just get to keep meeting more artists just whether it be remote or whether they're LA based as well gosh it's so that cool sounds yeah. like awesome like a like you're kind of making almost like a mini studio like you said or and just like helping build like those good networking connections because mm-hmm. then when you bring those people in um I would uh, assume that they would build a rapport with the client that you have and yeah. then they can like be like oh yeah you know that background that so-and-so did was really dope can they come on to the next project right. you have like yeah. things like that and it's just like that's a nice community thing there it's awesome yeah and it's fun too because a lot of so the biggest kind of difference between freelancing for like uh, a, a studio or and then freelancing kind of outside of a studio is you deal with a lot of people who have no idea how animation is produced. They mm. have no idea. Do that in a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you even like uh, how do you explain that to someone that you're trying to like um just uh ha- be a client of or your client like that doesn't yeah. understand animation. Uh, like, how how do you explain, like, this is what the process is like? Like, 
Yeah, uh, it's not easy. Animation is very intricate. <laughs> and uh, to, to, you know, I think a lot of people think it's way simpler than what it act- what the work that actually goes into it. Um, yeah, it draws a thing yeah, and, it, and then it just, appears. Yeah, and then press it, the anime yeah, button. <laughs> yeah. Press the button and there it goes. <laughs> the computer does it all, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but no, so, you know, there's a lot of it kind of comes from trial and error, mm-hmm. um, but also just like, again, that's one of the beautiful things about working kind of in uh, LA near Burbank is like being able to visit studios, friends who, you know, work at studios and just get a feel for um, just what their process is, right? Like what the actual like industry kind of process is. And then I guess like adapting that to kind of what I do, which is pretty similar. I mean, it's still, the pipeline's still the same. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess just literally kind of, it's almost like you're holding somebody's hand and just kind of being like step one. You gotta, you know, take care of all the storyboards, the character designs, the, you know, there's a color script. Uh, I think getting them to understand that animation is pretty much like pipeline based where certain things just kind of need to be done before you can move on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that a lot of the planning, the more planning you do up front, will save you just kind of like wasting time or kind of messing up once the actual animation begins. Um, and I've kind of just learned that through trial and error. I had a client once where I um, animated like this whole project for them and every everything was like good, good, good. And then I got to the final edit and the final render basically and they were like, Actually, can we change the design of this character? No, <laughs> oh, no. So it was nightmare. It was it was insane, and I mean that was when I was first starting out. Um, and so I think you know you you make mistakes as you go along. And you said and, and you agreed to it. Yeah, we we figured out something. We figured oh, okay. out something. Um, happy medium. Yeah, that's and again, I mean that's, I mean that was all kind of harmony and with a bit more puppet stuff so actually just going back and updating the model wasn't too too bad um but it's still (laughs) yeah it's you know it's like i've learned how to uh not have that basically happen and just Mm -hmm. kind of explain to clients that this is once animation kind of begins like there there's very little the it has to be more revision based in the acting and the the lip sync and the you know you can't get uh, if the design's approved, like right. you should only be doing kind of like just animation retakes at that point. Yeah, like, exactly. No, no full on like character model changes and things like that. Yeah. Um. And and again, like it's one of those things where it's like I don't know if I'm doing like a disservice to the like public perception of animation of it being like easier to you know do stuff like that or not. But it's like <laughs> you you just kind of learn over the over the course of you know different clients. Uh, you know, and some, every, you know, people come in there, they have different uh, levels of experience with animation. Some mm-hmm. might have just a very minor, they might have taken like an animation class in college, mm-hmm. or, you know, they're they're super just new to this whole thing, and I'm their first point of contact with just animation. And so, um, more often than not, like starting out, that was a lot of my client base was, it was a lot of my phone calls at the beginning were just me just kind of explaining how animation works. <laughs> um, but and it's bit, necessary. Yeah, yeah, it's super necessary because, again, it saves you, um, and this kind of just ties into freelancing of kind of having that communication, that constant communication so that you 
save yourself any uh, basically any gray areas you know once actual production starts hmm cool uh, let's take it back to the beginning for a second though because right. you're out here you're being yeah. dope freelancer doing your own thing but how did you make your way out here out west because you are also <laughs> doing something completely different before animation as well in college if you want to elaborate on that a little bit more yeah yeah definitely uh so i've been out here for two years um and i come from uh chicago moved here from chicago i went to school at depaul university Woo. um Woo. yeah <laughs> brie went to columbia just down the street. Down the oh, street. Wow. Down the street around the corner. In the shy. Yeah. I've heard, I learned just Way today. Just learned yeah. that I can't believe you've never heard the shy. I've never heard of the shy. I've heard of deep dish pizza and pop. I've never heard shy. <laughs> well, yeah, well, now you have now the you know. holy trinity, right? Uh, yeah, the holy trinity in Chicago. Yeah, the holy trinity. <laughs> deep dish. The pop uh, and, and the shy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hanging out in the shy, drinking my pop, <laughs> eating, eating deep, deep dish. dish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Portillo's Yeah, later. Portillo's. Yeah. <laughs> go to Portillo. Uh, I, I just learned there was one There's one here. Like, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. There's, only, there's two in this state. There's yeah. one all the way up near San Francisco. Oh, wow. Five hours. And then if you want closer, you got to go like two hours. All the it's way down not to even like, two hours. Like maybe an hour. It's like 45? an hour and like twenty minutes. Yeah, hour twenty minutes like down to, to Buena Park. Is, is it good? Or you haven't gone? Okay, I haven't <laughs> gone. I have, I, I've, I've never been that like. I, I've I been told. I've been told by my other Columbia Chicagoans who are out here mm -hmm. uh, that it is passable. It's alright. It's alright. The Buena Park one. Yeah, yeah. Please continue. No, no. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so I went to DePaul University, and that's where, um, you know, I I ran track at that school, um, and yeah, and I started out actually as a as a film major. I was gonna be. I wanted to do cinematography. I loved, uh, like I was getting into cameras at the time, and um, I think it, like going into college like slumdog millionaire was like my favorite thing you wanted ever. to work with real people yeah <laughs> i know gross right I, human yeah human ah <laughs> oh god what was i thinking back then <laughs> i can't believe it um but needless to say yeah that lasted about a year and it actually track kind of helped move me into animation mm. because I was traveling and practicing all the time. It's hard to be on set, you know, like actually right. working and filming. Um, and I had always loved animation. I like dabbled in it um, in high school and even before then, but I always drew. Like drawing was always like something that uh, meant a lot to me. And I basically like sophomore year was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to make the change. Mm. And yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm no gonna, more real people. No more real people. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, make the leap to just doing animation. Um, mm -hmm. At DePaul, and I'm really, really glad I did because I immediately fell in love. Like it almost was like rediscovering a part of yourself that uh, you like forgot that you know something that meant so much to you. Um, and basically, just like yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was always kind of set in stone with the animation, but I think that really just kind of solidified, like, this is what I want to do, and this is what I love to do, your storytelling. Mm -hmm. Changing from film to animation, like, um, 
I feel like you know, filmmaking and animation, they lend a lot to each other. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And it's, you know, I feel like the, it's a, an umbrella of storytelling. For sure. Um, and, uh, and the arts. And yeah. um, a question that we usually ask people uh, is about their family and how they felt about uh, them going into, the artists going into the yeah. arts, you oh, know, because yeah. usually, like, sometimes people are like, uh, or parents, you know, they worry, uh, you know, the, the phrase of a, the starving artist right. is um, quite uh, known. Yeah, definitely. So uh, was that a yeah. thing in your family? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I feel as though uh, I was super lucky in that my parents, their kind of philosophy for me and, you know, I have uh, three other siblings, uh, all of us was, their kind of philosophy was no matter what it is you want to do, do it 110% and mm-hmm. do it the best, you know, way that you yourself can, you know, whether that, uh, and my mom, um, she is, she's super creative mm-hmm. and, uh, always like nurtured, like my need and want to draw, like definitely always had like paper on deck, like in her purse and a pen, like a little pad. Yeah, you. yeah you know, I mean, <laughs> they, she would like let me doodle in church and stuff. Like, <laughs> like she, she really kind of helped foster that. Um, and when I kind of started messing around with animation, um, and like really as a kid, they, they got me like this, I'll never forget. It was like this early 2000s, like USB tablet it wasn't Wacom. It was mm-hmm. like a Disney brand. Like, oh. all, I'll never forget this. All of the, like, 90s characters were, like, around the border of it. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just, like, this little tablet. And uh, we had just gotten this new computer with the, what was it, Paint 2000, Microsoft Paint 2000. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and that was kind of, like, me getting into digital art. And once I kind of figured that out, uh, you know, I just always kind of told them like yo like animation's what I want to do I'm gonna move out to LA mm-hmm. like at some point in my life whether it be like for college or after like I know that that's where kind of the industry lives mm-hmm. um and so like they were always super uh super supportive um and always just you know want to see me succeed <laughs> that is brilliant that's awesome. yeah, yeah it's so great uh to nurture the creativity that like you know a parent sees in their child yeah. um because that's just uh, I don't know it's just so brilliant and so good yeah. just for and the person in general <laughs> for the person that exactly. they become you know no so and, that's and really it's, great it's rare too because I know a lot of yeah. artists sometimes they don't have that that luxury to kind of you know they their parents want them to do something that's a bit more stable yeah um, something that's a bit more sure to bring in money and just you know but I I think it's it's always that like you know if you're if you're an artist you you kind of know it like mm-hmm. and, and yeah. I think it's it's hard like to just um you know I think a lot of it too comes down to just you know wanting understanding what art means to you and kind of what it is like for me it was always kind of this outlet and this freeing kind of like you know your imagination can kind of run wild and mm. you can tell stories you can draw whatever you want and like it's you know it's kind of this cool um like an artifact from like what you did that day you know of like yeah yeah, like on this day I drew this you know weird thing and it might 
to the average person, they might look at it and just be like, what? Like, this is like a fish with, like, human legs. What are you thinking? <laughs> but it's like, you know, on that day, you're like, oh, I made, like, a, a fish yeah. uh, evolution no, joke or something. No, that's so true. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's really cool because, like, um, it's almost like a, a, a diary entry almost. Like, every drawing yeah. could be a diary entry. No, definitely. Um, you can always yeah. look back on it and yeah. feel like, oh, this is, like, kind of what headspace I was in that. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Like, I, I love looking at... um fine art like um painting and stuff because you know it's uh, a lot of art history is like um just the art is kind of telling the happenings of that time you know right exactly Mm -hmm. and i I feel like it's weird to say (laughs) say that modernly because it's kind of it kind of feels like you're kind of like oh yeah this is going to be looked at by millions of people you know like i don't want to feel like that but it is true yeah yeah, exactly people, people will definitely look back on the art that's made today whether it's like movie or an animated mm-hmm. p- animated yeah. show or mm-hmm. film or like people's photography and like the fine art that's made today and it'll be like kind of a reflection of what is going on right now or like what yeah. that person was feeling mm-hmm. no exactly um and i think too and just like you look at um you know nowadays we have this luxury of digital art and yeah. now you know we can see so much more art like we the, there's probably more art being produced now ever than in the history of humankind. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like I and like we can archive it and save we it. Can yeah. it. We can archive it. We can save it. Before. We mm-hmm. can connect with artists from anywhere in the world, yeah. and it's just kind of like this awesome. It's I think it's a really awesome time to be a creative artist and just working in just entertainment or just in art fields because there is kind of I feel like there's this mini renaissance if we're not in it already it's Mm -hmm. starting (laughs) the beauty of also like what what you're doing like you said before how you just kind of create this like collaboration with people when you're working on projects some of the time Mm -hmm. yeah because like everybody's from you can pull people from like all over the place because we just have that access now and you can create wherever whenever basically yeah it was dope I I worked on a project last year um the indies and animated shorts yeah um and that was we produced that totally remotely it was a team of about 30 artists but Mm -hmm. we had people from uh new zealand uh like parts of europe um here but like just spread out all across the the world and it, it really just kind of spoke to how dope of a time it is where like we can somehow create a whole animated short film and like I've never sat in the same room with you know 90% of my crew Um, but but we still have that relationship to give notes give feedback you know try to figure out what you know animators can do to make their shots amazing what you know color background artists can do to really make those color pops it's it's yeah it's dope because you literally can't foster that community and I think the internet is Mm -hmm super helpful in that for yeah. the for the indies could you kind of speak into that a little bit more because um yeah uh there was a booth for it i think two or one ctn ago yeah and i just want to know like how did you get involved with it were you there from the beginning did they pull you on yeah definitely uh so to give a little bit of context uh the indies and animated short um is this uh short film that was written and kind of created by this dj out in baltimore his mm. name is dj tony drake and um, he kind of had this idea that was he was sitting on for, I think, like seven years. Um, wow. And yeah, he, uh, he finally kind of got to the point where, uh, you know, he was, he was ready to start pitching it around. Um, and 
uh, execs just wanted to see like more basically of uh, they wanted to see like there like is there an audience for it? It's a uh, it's a hip hop infused uh, dystopian sci-fi. Uh, what do you mean? Series. Is there an audience? Of yeah, course you yeah, don't that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's this really cool kind of like the music industry in the future, um, and kind of and, and like it's kind of like Samurai Jack meets the Boondocks in terms of like its action sensibilities. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 super dope. So he kind of got to the point where he wanted to make a short to kind of prove to everybody that like, yo, people want to see this, um, and so he launched a kickstarter um that raised uh over 50 grand to make this short film um yeah and he did this right before uh ctn like 2017 Mm -hmm. um and so he was able to get a booth at ctn uh 2017 yeah 2017 wow crazy time <laughs> um, and um, two years ago <laughs> and I was there at CTN mm-hmm. um, that year and I saw his we booth. saw you yes yeah CTN's great for for like networking and just like meeting like your heroes and stuff um, what's CTN Jazz, for <laughs> viewers that don't know CTN is the creative talent network um, and each year in November uh, it's like the last weekend of November they have this big kind of uh, convention in uh, Burbank um, where there's booths panels people selling art you know you can have breakfast with like Eric Goldberg and like just like meet a bunch of Disney vets and really you know famous show creators and animators um, it's really mm-hmm. fun I like definitely recommend it as like if you're not there to network it's just a great event to go to if you're a fan of animation Mm. um that's where i met dj tony drake and um at the time i had found out that you know the kickstarter was fully funded and he was basically looking for a crew mainly a uh a co-director someone who kind of was a jack of all trades Mm -hmm. who kind of knew the production pipeline and uh tony comes from again an example of Tony had no idea he's a DJ you know he doesn't yeah. you know he's not an animator he's not a entertainment but uh, his heart's in the right producer place. Yeah. yeah but he loves animation and so um we met and we kind of chopped it up for the next few weeks um he had seen my thesis film from DePaul called All Kids Go to Hell. It won um, awards. <laughs> oh, snap. Awards. Choo, 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 choo. It was a film festival. Film festival. Yeah. Film festival. Film festival. Film circuit. Golden Reef. <laughs> Official selections. <laughs> Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, he uh yeah so he had s- he had seen that and, and was impressed just by kind of the scope of that, um and originally I just wanted to be an animator or character designer mm-hmm. on this short, um but he was like what would you be okay with co-directing with me and I was like yeah oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. yeah that would be uh that's super dope and so um yeah we basically spent uh the most of 2018 last year uh working with the crew from all over the world we had weekly Mm. meetings every week for about for about seven months 
Wow. Total. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a it was That's such a commitment. A, mm-hmm. It was such a great learning experience because of like the, just the consistency of mm-hmm. meeting and just kind of pushing through uh, production problems and just like story issues and when things weren't working, like how can we all kind of bring our heads together and kind of figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so it was a super dope experience. The shorts out on online right now. It's uh, on YouTube. If you just look up the Indies animated, it'll it'll come up. But uh, yeah, I'm basically I was brought on after kind of everything had settled. But mm-hmm. a lot of how the short was made was just kind of from my experience, like freelancing, and also just my short film kind of production. Um, so yeah, it's like nice. kind of this. It was this weird kind of beautiful marriage of where I was coming from. Do you feel that that's helped you with your current projects that you're in the middle of doing right now or like planning to do for like the future? Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially co-directing. That's something. Yeah. The the biggest thing that I think I learned um, on the indies is, is that like if you can like really try to take your time with um with the production and really make sure that you're putting in the right type of love and care mm-hmm. um, into it. And so if something doesn't feel right or look right, I think uh, figuring out just kind of how to, like basically what the root of the problem is, creative like problem solving um, was the biggest thing I think I learned um, just because we didn't have much like support. Like me and Tony were kind of like, wearing a bunch of different hats throughout the entire production Mm. um and so some days or some weeks the focus was more on art direction uh when it was uh sometimes it was more on like you know I'm working with uh the animators really making sure that the characters are staying on model while Tony's making sure that the backgrounds are like good to go and I've just learned what like the power of teamwork can really do in animation Mm. um and I guess just kind of being at the top of that as opposed to being like a normally like a like wheel. in the trenches yeah like in the trenches of just like you know normally just animating or doing backgrounds and kind of seeing the type of like like knowing I think coming from like as an animator knowing like how I respond to notes or uh, direction or just how I feel about being able to have creative input I think it was super helpful in being able to foster that environment mm-hmm. of like yeah basically the best idea wins in the room and mm-hmm. um, that could come from um, a cleanup artist it could come from our prop designer it doesn't matter where it comes from um, we just wanted the project to feel like everybody's project mm-hmm. it's brilliant um, <clears throat> just like the I don't know the talking about the I guess the art of collaboration in that aspect of like listening to everybody and kind yeah. of like you getting an understanding of where other people are coming from um, by being in their place as well. Um, and um, I'm hoping you can talk a little bit more on uh, strategies of being like an independent directing anim- animator. Yeah. Uh, like how does someone find like uh, that sort of crew like you're talking about uh, people from like New Zealand and like all yeah. over the world and it's like wait yeah. how did you find this Where, guy or a person yeah. and uh, yeah I'm kind of curious about like just yeah. yeah uh so some of that I think was CTN for sure just mm-hmm. like um I think there are a couple other crew members that were brought on from that um but there's 
so we actually produced the indies um, kind of through this uh, animation cloud system called Artella. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Founded by Bobby Beck. Yeah. yeah. And um, basically, like on there, you can make a profile for yourself, say, this is what I do. You know, here are some examples of my work. Uh, you know, this is just my profile. And through Artella, you can actually find projects that are like staffing or looking for artists. Um, and they're kind of spearheading this whole kind of remote studio um, mm. in terms of having like an actual app that like I mean Artel is like dope they have <laughs> just to not to plug it but like they have this no you uh, can plug it yeah no, it's <laughs> super can, can, this episode yeah. of Timon and Pumbaa cast brought to you by Artella it's good for people to know like for yeah. other folks that are listening that want to well, get into like this it's it's great because you basically once you have your project you have a feed like a news mm. feed like a Facebook feed and you can post like you can everybody can see designs, storyboards, animatics, oh nice, n- notes, roughs, um, directors and uh, other anime like other artists on the project can literally do drawovers oh, on, cool. from the news feed and nice. it'll like leave little tick marks and notes and you can leave comments on you know whatever is posted on the news feed and that was again super helpful in just keeping us consistent mm-hmm. with um, you know it's not like we we hired everybody kind of at once it was kind of like an ongoing thing where like with freelancing unfortunately life happens people get busy and sometimes people have to drop out for a little bit Mm -hmm. they can come back sometimes they can't um how do you manage that is like just hiring another person or is it like (laughs) doing the work or like how do you do that a bit of both (laughs) yeah i mean honestly it's it can be uh you know and again that's just at the top knowing kind of how life works as a as a freelance animator mm-hmm. i think just really stressing that communication where me and tony were very much so like if you know something isn't you know you're not going to be able to do something or if you're going to need to drop out just let us know as soon as possible we're not going to be mad we both get life happens tony right. worked a full-time you know job as an engineer like and then would come home and work on this project yeah wow. um and so like we all kind of understood that like this wasn't this isn't everybody's main job like right. you know um and so we had to allow some flexibility in that and i guess just kind of always reiterating like you know it's always you know we want the project to be moving along kind of always so if you aren't going to be able to stick around as long as you originally thought just let us know and so that way we can just plan accordingly mm-hmm. um it's not so much uh you know and, and that's the beauty of Artella is like you can just go and kind of find other animators but also too you can look within internally because you already do have a team of artists you trust and right. have worked with and so it allowed us to say um hey do any of you guys know any animators who are free background artists people who uh, like again, it just strengthens this network, this uh, community of artists uh, from all over the world, and so that was kind of like our saving grace was just really having that trust and people feeling like this project was theirs and they had care and kind of love for it. Um, and I think it made a lot of the little production problems and mishaps that we have along the way because every production has you know their little mishaps mm-hmm. um yep. yeah <laughs> no matter what level you're at like it's you know it's never uh it's never just a straight shot from a to b <laughs> um 
that helped a lot for sure. I'm super curious about, um, I guess the the sound of like and like when you're doing freelance animation or indie animation. Yeah. Um, because sound is a huge part of filmmaking. Definitely. Mm. I'm curious about like, um, I guess does Artella like have like a sound system like type of system? Like, how do you find like the right sound person, or do you do sound like yourself? Like looking for an audio engineer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Well, like how do you deal with sound? I guess as an indie animator. The amazing thing about the indies was Tony was a DJ and uh, <laughs> right, had, okay, yeah. kind of had this whole sound army kind of just waiting. Nice. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like, let us know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're we're so, ready to attack. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah he had that covered, but for other projects that I've worked on, um, normally they're they're like music videos or things that have just kind of a bass kind of underlying like musical score mm, or some okay. sorts and if there is sound design um you know i do a little bit of that myself just like what tool uh, do you use for it uh sh- normally premiere but sometimes if i need to get super kind of in-depth audacity or um mm. what's uh, adobe's audition, audition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah or yeah. uh audition um that's what we're using mm-hmm. yes Aud- <laughs> to Moon Uba, sponsored by <laughs> artella and adobe audition adobe audition <laughs> give us free stuff give us free stuff oh man um awesome at the moment you are freelancing and you're kind of like you're like a one man army basically yeah at least for for your for the uh, your personal work that you do mm-hmm. and like for certain clients that you have yeah. but was the goal or was it ever in your mind that you wanted to go into like one of the major or smaller studios mm-hmm. or are you kind of at the moment you're like nah. yeah ah. well, yeah 100% <laughs> i mean like growing up the dream was always like you know pixar disney mm-hmm. nick cartoon network right. uh and like I think moving out here and just getting acclimated to the industry um, kind of just really opened my eyes into that. Uh, basically, coming out of school, I knew how to do. I was a generalist, basically. It's right. like you know how to do everything. And typically, in a freelance environment, that's kind of the same skill set you would need to have. Um, Whereas in the industry, as you guys know, it's yeah. kind of your job is very segmented and you do this one specific thing. You're a character designer, you're not going to be boarding or, mm-hmm. you know. But that's not to say that, like, there's definitely communication between both departments, but typically I feel your job is, like, it's it's the one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really love, like, directing animation. Uh, I think that's, like, where I ultimately want to be and I think that would be dope to do it at a studio um and again one of the amazing things about living kind of in LA near Burbank is that you get to meet TV directors and talk to people and kind of figure out like how what does this career path look like um and I guess basically just retro kind of actively working back and saying all right so you know you need to come typically out of story uh so whether that be story revisionist, storyboard artist, um, basically, then all right. So if that's where I need to start, I gotta like update my storyboard pro- portfolio. Um, I've started doing like comics. I've started like really just kind of like, you know, you understand where I think you need to start, and mm-hmm. then uh, I think it's just having that portfolio to just kind of show your 
your voice, show your style, and just show what it is that you that you want to do. But yeah, I mean, that's totally like still, you know, a goal of mine is that I want to, you know, work in whether it be like a smaller studio or a bigger studio. I think just for the experience alone is like yeah, for the sure. the invaluable, you know, and to also just make like eight year old me truly happy. <laughs> <laughs> do you see yourself doing more like um? Uh, television based or film based or doesn't that matter? Uh, I feel like since I uh, have kind of this freelance run and gun kind of that's what I've been doing the last two years that might be better acclimated for TV right now mm-hmm. um, but I think features are are definitely like something that I'd like to explore too just because mm-hmm. really having the, the time and ability to explore one story one kind of set of characters and really kind of living with them and developing that Mm -hmm. um as opposed to just kind of like a bunch of kind of smaller things Mm -hmm. uh that's that's super appealing Mm. how how many um films have you like for yourself made like um you had all children's go to hell Mm -hmm. children's Children. All kids. All kids. Excuse all, me. All children. All, all children. All children. Please report. Pardon me. <laughs> all, all children go to hell. Calling all children. Please report to hell. <laughs> all kids go to hell. But uh, uh, what others have you made? Yeah. Uh, so I before. Where can all, we find them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all on my website. Oh snap. And my name is Chaz Bottoms. Oh, snap. So, so I'm, I'm guessing your website is chazbottoms.com. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. If um, I had to take one guess. <laughs> it is. Um, and there's a films tab um, where you can see just kind of like, it gets pretty far back, so some of the earlier stuff is, is a little crude, but I think it still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think maybe like five or six, hmm. maybe seven. I, I don't. I made a lot in college. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I made, yeah. I, I, like, how do you feel like, I mean, I, I'm guessing, obviously, it's important to animate as much as you can, I guess, yeah. and, you know, just to, like, start telling stories. Yeah. Um, and let's see, like, you have five or six. Did you, like, take them all to the film festival circuit? Like, how's that? Like, how, yeah. how do you even do that? Yeah, so I guess that was starting... Um, like sophomore year I got really interested in film festivals. DePaul was a really uh is a really dope film school. Um and they're always kind of festival talk like just in the halls always. Um and so there there's two amazing websites. One of them is actually not going to be around very much longer without a box. Oh, really? Um, it's oh, actually closing what? Yeah, next year. Oh, snap. Uh, next year, yeah. Because Film Freeway came in and was yeah. like, this <laughs> interface. <laughs> yeah, Film Freeway does have a lot better. <laughs> the interface is way better. And that's literally, you know, all the... And those, are the t- <laughs> those are the tools. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Man, isn't Wasadabas like um, a part of a uh, freaking uh, IMDb? IMDb. Yeah. yeah. So they're just they're closing it down. Like, yeah. Wow. IMDb, you should have stepped your game. Up. <laughs> IMDb is you like whatever. They had, we don't care. They we got IMDb. We got IMDb Pro. <laughs> yeah. You'll pay to update your credits. <laughs> Dang. Um, but Film Freeway is is amazing in that like its interface, you can get really specific with what type of festivals. Um, so I started out doing like only free 
festivals <laughs> like that didn't have a submission fee mm-hmm. and ones that were really geared towards students mm-hmm. um, in college and just under you know 22 21 there's so many different festivals um, they just want to kind of showcase good films and uh, those made by young people mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of started there and kind of just learned I went to a few and kind of got a feel for just what it's like um, going to a festival, networking with uh, programmers and, and judges, um, and really just kind of learning like what makes what's the difference between a short that gets into a festival and one that doesn't. Um, mm. Yeah. And there are, you know, I don't know if there's like an there's not like an exact like s- equation to like getting into a film festival, but the one thing that I kind of picked up on was. Um, if you have a story to tell, try to just tell it in the most, like, entertaining way. Um, and also, I watch, like, a bunch of short films. I'm a big, like, Looney Tunes fan. So mm-hmm. I, like, grew up on a lot of Chuck Jones and Tex Avery. And those are yeah. basically in the, of themselves short films. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, Tom and Jerry, like, you know, all of them, um, you know, and each one kind of could be its own standalone short in a, mm, in yeah. a way. Um and so I think just going from there and just being like, oh, all right, so this is kind of like, like I just want to entertain people through storytelling, and animation is just one of the dopest mediums to like do that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So basically, like, because uh, I'm curious, I was gonna ask, like, why would <laughs> someone want to like put their film into festivals? Because like we have the internet now, so like if you want people to see it, you just put it online. So why would yeah like. What's the benefit of going to a festival? That's a like, great point. No, yeah, you, exactly. can, you can watch films online, and yeah. you, you can have people watch your film online. So what what yeah. is it about festivals for you that is important? Uh, seeing <laughs> awards. Golden Reed. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no- nothing, I think, beats just seeing an audience experience your work in Mm -hmm. real time Mm -hmm. um and i think that is to like for me the best way to uh, indicate if something is working or not so when i was making my senior thesis film all kids go to hell i had a few different actual focus group screenings like during the production of it from uh, storyboarding through like a rough pass to like the final Mm -hmm. and just trying to like get notes and see if like jokes were hitting where they're supposed to if anything is confusing like I think we're literally doing it like the right way a feature would do it (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. no I because and I think you know the internet you can't really see that you just can kind of see like people's end reactions or initial reactions they're either gonna love it or hate it or dislike it or like it um and and i think they leave a right that's if they leave a reaction or not um and going to a festival i think you get a bigger or a wider scope of like i like this you know this was a little confusing but i like you get a more personal review i think of of your work Mm -hmm. um and you also get to meet a bunch of other dope filmmakers like uh Mm. and connect with them and uh, a lot of uh, some freelance gigs that I've gotten have literally come from just film festivals and connecting with other directors who uh, have, whether they do live action or experimental, but want to have some sort of animated elements in you know, f- later films or future stuff that they want to do. Um, and it's also just cool to see like everybody's a fan of animation, and it's, you know, it's crazy when uh, 
sometimes I've been the only like animated short in a block of live action stuff. Oh, um, okay. And also, oh, that means you're not just submitting to just like animation. Straight up animation. It's, it's just yeah. like general film festival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. Do you find that that's kind of a better way to do it sometimes, just to kind of? Yeah. Like, I think it's I think it's important to know like who you're kind of making your films for. I mm-hmm. think that's a big thing that people don't really think about at the start is like who's this audience for? Is uh, there's a lot of niche film festivals. There's uh, s- like ones that are straight sci-fi, straight horror, straight um, music video. Like there's so many that are out there that uh, kind of want very specific types of films. Mm-hmm. Um, to program it's just a bit easier to program um and so i think like just kind of knowing like where this film could play just like look going on film freeway just looking at what festivals are just out there Mm. um because there's new ones popping up every day and ones are you know getting just once certain ones are getting older and older and just getting more and more well known um yeah i think that like having that in mind just kind of helps you figure out like all right what type of film do i want to make and who like at the end of the day is this gonna be uh something that like an audience can kind of just sit and watch and Mm -hmm. enjoy um i'd like to speak a little bit or to see if you could speak on a little the kind of like back in chicago a little bit yeah just to kind of take it back there for a second Mm -hmm. so before you moved out here um, and you said you went to DePaul. Did you yeah. find that uh, you were kind of prepared when you came out here, that you learned what mm-hmm. you needed to? Or did you kind of... You spoke on a little bit saying that you kind of learned a lot while you are out here, but were there things that you feel like you wish you had known about the industry or about freelancing before you got here that you weren't quite taught in school? Or Yeah. I, I think there's... Um, DePaul was great in that they teach you how to you know be a generalist and you can create your own short films Mm -hmm. um and they make you like kind of make one every year basically yeah um very like like yeah like most animation schools um and i guess like in my mind it always kind of worked like in school at least was like oh you know you make a bunch of shorts you put that out on the uh internet or film festivals an exec sees it and they're like you have a job you know uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, and sometimes it you know it does for sure Um, (laughs) you know I've I've, I know that there have been a few uh, chosen ones yeah (laughs) I've definitely seen it happen at least once yeah Um, (laughs) but that's typically that's typically (laughs) no other time no other time (laughs) It'll never happen. I've again. noticed I've never seen two people in the same room who have had that. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I guess like just going back in, you know, like because again, Chicago is kind of it's halfway across the country from LA and kind of New York, and so it's a graphic design city. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it's if graphic design. If you want to do graphic design, advertising, Chicago's a, advertising, Chicago's a great place for that. Yeah, uh, but for like kind of more narrative animated storytelling, um, it's it's just kind of like a it's there isn't much out there. You could um, go animate it, Calabash or digital, yeah, you or digital to, kitchen. Right, yeah, <laughs> there there are a couple things, but it's it's not quite you know here the the 
when I came out here for CTN 2017, that was the first time I had come out to LA since I was very young. Um, and one of the things that was really uh, exhilarating, but also uh, kind of like super eye-opening was just the industry here is so normalized the way like advertising or businesses in Chicago. And mm-hmm. it's just like people come here and like they live, they work, uh, they, they work in animation, you know, as, as if, you know, you were to work in business or um, anything like that. And so I guess just going back, uh, I would just want to like tell myself like, hey, like you shouldn't put all your eggs in like this one basket. <laughs> uh, but, but in that like, like I, you can still express yourself through animated shorts, but um, like the industry is a real thing. It's not this kind of far off like thing. There are jobs uh, for storyboard artists, you know, look, I would recommend like looking at actual job postings. Like what, what does Nickelodeon look for so i kind of want to go back to um let's take it back to chicago again for a second yeah uh, i want to talk to about your schooling a little bit more because you said you went to depaul university which is in chicago and they had an animation program there but such as schools in the midwest kind of go um at least in my experience schools in the midwest aren't necessarily um they're not like as up to date with what's going on as schools on the east coast for animation because like SCAD and whatnot are over there like they have their own little um animation communities like in New York and whatnot and then over here in the west like there's CalArts and like uh like UCLA, Fullerton, like all the other ones and I just kind (laughs) of want to know did you feel prepared when you came out here after graduating um, or were there some things that you kind of wish you knew ahead of time that you may not have learned in college yeah. before making the, the great leap, basically? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think DePaul definitely prepared me in that, um, just being a generalist, like, I, I know an animation pipeline, I know all the software, all the, um, yeah, just basically, like, what the industry does use um a great thing that i think depaul had and i'm sure columbia had as well is our professors worked or at least like they worked in the industry and some of my professors were still working in the industry uh during summers on productions if they if they could get out so i guess just like talking to professors more um those who like if you want to work in the animation industry and you know there are people who have worked in there um, it's actually like it's a crazy thing in college to say, but just go in and talk to your professors more and ask what? them. What? <laughs> no. Ask them uh, and be, and be honest know. and genuine with your questions <laughs> about like um, what it is you you want to do. I think um, if I could go back and give uh, little me some advice, it would just be uh, to to really just kind of research the industry a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of always had the idea that you make your film, you put it out into film festivals or on the internet, and an exec sees it and gives you a job, basically. Um, whereas that's it's like that happens, but not you know that's not normally the case. Um, and so I guess just like you know, people who have experience in that are your best resources. Um, and I think recognizing that, and really just looking at the industry for what it is. Like I always knew I like wanted to move to LA and like this was uh 
the side of the country where I wanted to be like um, and I think just looking back and recognizing that uh, the jobs are a bit more segmented so uh, like if you want to make like um, like if you want to do storyboards like you should be storyboarding um, character design you should be character designing um, mm-hmm. I guess basically just like really honing in on those specific skills and it's great because like you'll you know I still learn to be a generalist but I guess more of that kind of nebulous free time that you have as an art student mm-hmm. um, where you're trying to just figure out like what it is you want to do um, I think like looking to other people and looking at uh, artists that you admire like who work in the industry or looking into your professors uh, for resources resources and advice I think that that just is like that that's such an invaluable tool and even like now you know now probably more than when I was in school I'm like emailing professors and just like updating them but also like I like to send them my work still and just like Mm. keep fostering that relationship and um understanding that like in this industry it's all about who you know and you're networking yeah um and so basically like being in the midwest can feel kind of secluded from those industries yeah. <laughs> uh, so you kind of got to you kind of got to use, you know, whatever it is. You might have to get scrappy a little bit, but use, you know, whatever it is you can find to get as good as I, as an idea of um the industry as you can. Mm. I think then on that note, we're at that point in time where we have our listeners give us a Twitter question or two, and we've got one for you. Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh, questions. So our question comes from Morgan, or at line three on Twitter. Morgan asks, what has, oh, bleh. Morgan asks, being a self-promoted artist, what has been the most effective way to get clients? Ooh. Great question. Great question. Um social media (laughs) as as crazy as that uh sounds um but the anxiety of the network yeah (laughs) it it can be it can be intimidating i guess like putting out you know work kind of consistently um for not social media purposes but just i guess showing just what it is that you do i think Mm. a lot of people um you know they like social media because you can see just what other people are up to and what they're doing and I think it helps uh, you kind of stick out if you can kind of always be shown doing what it is that you want people to see you doing and and so that's in that case it can be animating character designing like um, I feel social media is great in that like Instagram for visual artists is, is, is an amazing tool because it's literally like a living kind of portfolio mm-hmm. um, where people can just scroll and scroll and scroll until, you know, they reach the end or you have like highlights now or like pin tweets. Um, and I guess just like kind of having a presence on social media in this new media age. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, it definitely, it, it definitely kind of helps um, because that's where a lot of, of clients kind of might start. Like I've literally had um, people in gigs where it's like, yeah, I just searched like black animators on Instagram and your page came up and I was wow. like, you know, or nice. like, 
Yeah, literally, it, it's kind of crazy how, you know, so many people, they don't quite know the animation industry. They don't even know where to look to, like, find uh, artists and animators. And so, like, social media can be can be a great tool and just, like, kind of growing your fan base, growing uh, those who support you, um, other artists, and really just kind of, like, sharing the work. And I know I have so many, like, I guess they're like Instagram and Twitter friends who are like we're always just like sharing work, sending work and like commenting on it and um, really just like fostering those communities. Same with like uh, DeviantArt or um, Newgrounds, like kind mm-hmm. of that community. Uh, those communities still exist. They're, they're just everybody's on social media now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that answered the question succinctly. Oh, but I think it absolutely. probably did 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like basically putting yourself out there to be found by clients yeah. is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. That age-old advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any more questions? Or was... All right, awesome. Well, um, to close out, um, I'm going to ask a finality question. <laughs> Finish <laughs> a me. finality question. <laughs> Finish me. <laughs> So um, wins. Um, so, uh, as a uh, freelance animator, indie director, um, what are the types of stories that you want to see being told more in animation or just in yeah. filmmaking in general? Definitely. Um, I feel like we're still just like barely tapping the surfaces, the tip of the iceberg of what like animation can do in terms of just representing different cultures different um backgrounds and just like really for me is I you know I want to see stories that uh I wish I would have seen growing up basically Mm -hmm. uh told through animation just from a representation standpoint from a um just like kind of fantasy like you know just wanting there to be like more than like the proud family or the boondocks at the time i guess is what i would like like for me growing up that would be dope if there was like like man i can't even imagine what it would be like if i was 10 and spider-verse came out you know like that would mess my whole mind up and just be like wow movies can be so much more in terms of what like i mean they have a biggie small song playing in like that movie like i i was like in the theater like this is what i wanted like this is what i've always wanted like um you know and just seeing like you know where i'm from my friends my family people who look like us and just being represented in a way in animation that i don't you know i don't think there's it's very little that's been out there um and i guess just like taking that culture and taking that uh, and like inserting it in like a, you know, like a fantasy or a sci-fi set story, or like seeing it, you know, having it have that kind of fantastic imagination element, mm-hmm. um, you know, of like a Boondocks or of a like a Game of Thrones, or and just kind of like you can really like <laughs> just put things together. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that like. Stories like that are, are important um, because, you know, at the end of the day, I always realize that it's the same themes across all human races, cultures, backgrounds. Like, yeah. it's it's the same, you know, stuff that it's human, the human condition at the end of the day in yeah, storytelling. Yeah, it's just packaged differently for some yeah. people. Yeah, definitely. And um, 
yeah, I think like, you know, we're seeing it, it's happening. And, you know, I'm, I think now it's just a really great time to get into the industry where if you don't feel as though you, your life and the people, your life basically isn't represented, you know, now's a great time to get out and really just tell your story because mm -hmm. there's so many communities and the internet helps with just like being able to just find, you know, your community and find those who want to see stories like that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have any last words of advice for our listeners who are thinking about getting to the indie game? Um, yeah, I mean, basically like if you, uh, I, I got my start with just literally, I had a lot of friends who were musicians, um, and they knew I drew and did like cartoons and stuff. Um, and they're like, I got my start just doing music videos for my friends. Um, so if you want to be an indie artist, you like network across as opposed to networking up or, you know, you can network up and back at the same time. But I think it's those people who are around you, um, who can really kind of help get you started and find your direction into where you want to go. Um, if you know people who like code, you know try to design like a game for them or something you know there's so many different ways you can utilize animation as kind of like complements to different industries or projects mm -hmm. um that there's you know just be open and you know say what it is that you want to do be confident that's great advice yeah thank you so much for being on black and animated oh no yeah. thank you guys this is great where can people find your work also one quick question that i think is important to let our listeners know oh, snap what oh. software do you do you use for your cool animation that you do uh harmony is my uh is my baby but i also have used flash uh after effects Photoshop, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for animation. Adobe's uh, <laughs> never gonna give us stuff now. <laughs> Adobe, this podcast I, is not brought to you by. <laughs> I wish, I wish Adobe would just take Photoshop and uh, like After Effects and animate and just like. No, yeah, that's the. Oh yeah, just make their own like harmony. Yeah, you like just you know, um, but I mean the Creative Cloud is is a great just kind of like that has the animation pipeline software that yeah but yeah harmony check it out cool and where can people find you if you wish to be found yeah uh <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I hope you want to be found yeah. you'll uh, never find me <laughs> <laughs> i thought i'll find you <laughs> i can uh i can be found on twitter uh at chazzy mcfly i'm a big back to the future fan so uh Chazzy McFly and on Instagram as a Chaz Draws. Uh, very simple and straight to the point of what I do. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then, of course, my website, chazbottoms.com. Woohoo! Woo! Yeah, coolio. Well, thank you so much, Chaz. It was super great having you on here. Yeah. Ooh, it's great being on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hakuna Matata <laughs> This is the yeah. Timon and Pumbaa podcast. Signing off. Hakuna <laughs> Matata. What a what wonderful, wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't, Ain't no, no passing phrase. phrase. Oh, I ruined it. <laughs> Ain't no way. No <laughs> All on, the rest Ooh. of your day. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone.
keep up with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And be sure to listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on iTunes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employees. Thanks, guys. Until next time, see you later. <laughs>